Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Peace be with you. Welcome everyone to today's virtual mosque event. My name is Ayal Alawi and I will be your host inshallah today. I pray that every single member of our community and their loved ones remain healthy, safe, strong and well. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant shifa to and help all those already affected by COVID-19 so that we can all heal and see better days. Ameen. May these last 10 days of Ramadan be beneficial to all of us inshallah. I'm so excited to present today's topic, 12 months of Ramadan, with our esteemed speaker, Dr. Ali Suleiman Ali. Before we begin our program, we will start with a Quran recitation and translation. Quran recitation will be by Sister Manar Al-Makawi. She is a local community member since the year of 2003. Sister Manar enjoys teaching children Quran. She will be reciting from Surah Al-Mu'minun, Ayat 1 to 11. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد أفلح المؤمنون الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون والذين هم عن اللغو معرضون وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ مَلُومِينَ فَمَنِ ابْتَغَى وَرَاءَ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْعَادُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِأَمَانَاتِهِمْ وَعَهْدِهِمْ رَاعُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِظُونَ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْوَارِثُونَ الذين يرثون الفردوس هم فيها خالدون. In the name of God, the most gracious, the most merciful. Successful indeed are the believers, those who are humble in their prayers and those who turn away from all that is frivolous. Those who pay the zakat, those who safeguard their chastity, except with their wives and what their right hands possess. For then, they are free from blame. But those who seek to go beyond that are transgressors, and those who are faithful to their trusts and promises, and those who attend their prayers, these are the hairs of paradise, and they shall abide in it forever. That beautiful recitation. Now, before we begin, there are a few announcements, inshallah. The first announcement is the MIA Iftar program. This program is reaching many Muslims in need. We deliver 70 meals each day to seniors and people who are unable to leave their home. Almost 400 meals are handed out between downtown and Waverly area. Please consider supporting this cause and to feed a person facing food insecurity this Ramadan. It is $10 a meal or $2,500 to sponsor a day. You can donate on the MIA website. Our second announcement is the Community Eid Game Night. 
Friday, May 14th at 8 p.m. Please join us for a fun night with the community over Zoom and play trivia games using Kahoot. You must register for this. It, the link is on the MIA website and there's a $500 worth of prizes to be won. The next announcement is the Decorate Your Car Parade. Send a photo or a video of your decorated car to office at miaonline.org to enter to win a $100 gift card for Skip the Dishes. And last but not least, the Eid announcement. Eid, inshallah, will be on Thursday, May the 13th. There will be a virtual Eid takbirah starting at 9.30 a.m. Please play Eid prayer at home and join virtual Eid khutbah at 10 a.m. There will be a goodie bag pickup from 12 to 2 p.m. for kids younger than 10. The drive-through will be at the Grand Mosque and goodie bags will also be available at the Bilal Masjid and Dawa Center. Now for today's topic, 12 months of Ramadan, Dr. Ali will be sharing practical ways to sustain our Ramadan habits year round. Now I'd love to introduce Dr. Ali Suleiman Ali, our speaker's very accomplished and esteemed scholar from Michigan. He graduated with a degree in both Islamic studies and Arabic from Medina's Islamic University in Saudi Arabia. Dr. Ali pursued further scholarship at the University of Michigan, where he received a master's and PhD in Islamic studies, mashallah. He is a co-founder and member of the Board of Trustees of the American Learning Institute for Muslims, where scholars and community leaders come together to develop strategies for the future of Islam in the modern world. Now, without further ado, Dr. Ali Suleiman Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Alaikum salam. Alhamdulillah. Al-Munazili al-Quran. Al-Qa'il al-Rahman al-Allam al-Quran. Wa-salatu wa-salamu ala ashraf al-Mursaleen. Sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa tabi'ina lahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin Amma adu would like to thank Manitoba Islamic Association for inviting me to share some thought and knowledge with our brothers in Canada. I would like to thank my host for her generous introduction. I really appreciated it, appreciated the opportunity to be with you to talk about our at Islam. First of all, I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I ask him to accept our fast, accept our qiyam, our prayers tahajjud. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to consider us among those who he sets free in this blessed in the month. Brothers and sisters in Islam, we are in the last 10 days of Ramadan. The last 10 days of Ramadan is a cream of Ramadan, simply because of Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr is in the last 10 days of Ramadan. But before talking about practical 
steps that will help us to maintain the lessons, the benefits that we gain from the month of Ramadan, I would like to shed a little light on the Allah's mercy upon this Ummah, upon us. And then to see whether or not we are thankful to Allah enough. My brothers and sisters in Islam, Ramadan, the month of Ramadan, in the fasting of Ramadan, and the A'amal um, in Ramadan represents a crystal manifestation of Allah's mercy upon us. Muslim, we should celebrate the coming of Ramadan simply because Quran was revealed in this month. All our lives based on the Quran. Quran is our guide. Is our guide. Quran is the book that takes us out of darkness, of ignorance to the light of Islam. Huda lil muttaqin, huda lil nas. Is open guidance for everyone who is seeking for guidance. We Muslims, there is no Islam without Quran. Is that right? So the Buddhist book was revealed, the book that the, our Prophet said, if you stick with it, with the sunnah of Rasulullah, you never go astray. Our pride, our success lies in this in the book. And then the Ramadan itself, the fasting in the month of Ramadan, is not like the fasting in other months. Whoever fasts in the, in the month of Ramadan. Believing in Allah and believing in the uh, blessings of Ramadan and believing in the pro and the reward that Allah promises those who fast and hoping in Allah's reward, all his sins will be forgiven. And then this is another blessings. The third one is Al Amal Salah. In this month of Ramadan, everything we do, our prayers, our zakat, reading of Quran, taking care of our parents, taking care of our spouses, doing all kinds of good job that we are doing, we are doing it for ourselves, except fasting. Allah says in Hadith al Qudsi is for me and I will reward it. I will give reward for it. I will give reward for it. So, and amal is salah. And that we do in the month of Ramadan and the definition, amal is salah has three components. Number one, what is amal is salah? That we read all the time in the Quran, what is Amal Salih? Is the action or something that Allah or Prophet commands us to do or to abstain from? That's number one. Number two, Amal Salih has an ikhlas. 
You have to do it sincerely for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of anybody. Number three, you have to do it according to the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Each one of these three is indispensable. If one is lacking, there is no amal salih. You do something that Allah SWT doesn't like or Allah did not command us to do or the Prophet وسلم, no, it's not going to be accepted. Or you do it without ikhlas, without sincerity, no. And number three, you did it and not according to the sunnah. Say for instance, you wake up in the morning, you say you're going to pray Salat al-Maghrib. No, Salat al-Maghrib, Salat itself is good, but that is not according to the sunnah of Rasulullah Anyway, so now, the last 10 days of Ramadan. And as I mentioned previously, that's the cream of this uh, of, of Ramadan because of the Laylatul Qadr. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Laylatul Qadr. So, what will make you to understand what is Laylatul Qadr? This is the expression in Arabic language. If they want to tell you about something which is very important to call your attention, they will say, Wama Adarak, Wama Adarak. Wama Adarak. Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr min al is better than a thousand months. Subhanallah al -Azim. Allah, you are so grateful to us. Allah, you are so merciful to us. Allah, you love us more than we love you. More than you, you, you uh, more than we love you. And one day, in Laylatul Qadr, is rewarded as you work for more than 80 years. Not all of us can live for 40 years. And I know that every Muslim would like to live long in order to do more righteous deeds, to help humanity, to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in serving humanity. But not all of us can live 80 and plus years. This is very, very important. Ramadan as a whole is a school. It's a school that has been established to help us to achieve what is taqwa. Taqwa Allah, la'allakum tattaqun. Hopefully that will achieve any taqwa. This taqwa, the word taqwa is very, very important. Is one of the prevalent words you find in the Quran. If you find the word mission explicitly, or you find it, you find the word the meaning of taqwa implied somewhere in the in, in, in every page, on, on every page in the Quran. It is very important word. Taqwa, yes, is to and put a barrier between you and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the taqwa came from the word wiqaya. Is that right? So Ramadan is for the in the taqwa. This taqwa has a social, it has a social impact on the community, on the world. 
if you will really, really are muttaqeen, will become muttaqeen pious and the brothers and sisters who will not have the problems and that we may having that we are having now. All of you remember the hadith of Rasulullah when he's talking about things that the Muslims should not do among themselves. He mentioned that until he mentioned, he said, don't envy one another and don't hate one another. Don't turn away from one another. And he mentioned many things. And he said, Al-Muslim, Muslim, a Muslim brother is a brother of Muslim. He doesn't oppress him. He doesn't wrong him. He doesn't and forsake him. And then he said, what? At-taqwa ha-huna. That's the point. At-taqwa ha-huna. He said the taqwa is right here. Uh, taqwa is right here. Taqwa is right here. Taqwa is in the heart and reflect on your action. If you have a taqwa, you do not oppress your brother. You don't wrong him. You don't forsake him when he, he needs help. You don't hate him. You don't envy him. You don't turn away from him. And the Prophet Sallallahu continued to say, Every Muslim, even the Muslim and non-Muslim, his blood is haram to shed. His property is haram to be taken away. His integrity, his integrity is haram to violate it or to attack. I ask you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you really people have a taqwa, all these kind of killing that we see, the hadith called this kind of al-haraj, many, many, many killing without any uh, reasons. Prophet said, a taqi, a person with taqwa, he doesn't kill, he doesn't take your property, he doesn't oppress you. He doesn't forsake you. And this and that and that and that. Many things. About 11 things. Disease, social disease, political disease, economic disease. All this in Prophet Allah mentioned this hadith. So taqwa is not something easy, but you have to work for it. This is very, very important, my brothers and sisters in Islam. Um, Ramadan is a school that teaches us taqwa. Teach us patience. Teach us how to control our tongue and eyes and ears and hands. Ramadan teach us to take care of less fortune, to put smile on the face of less fortune. Ramadan teach us to pray at night, long prayers. Ramadan teach us to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgiveness. Many things we learn in Ramadan. All these teachings that Ramadan comes to teach us and all these blessings that Ramadan come with, are we, my brothers and sisters in Islam, thankful to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these blessings. Fahal antum shakirun. Are you thankful to Abbas Wa Ta'ala?
Allah said in shakartum la azidannakum if you are thankful to me i will increase i will increase my blessings and being thankful to Allah is not a lips business, it's not a lips business. It's action, it's amal. Prophet explained that to us very clearly in this his sunnah. We know that the Prophet throughout his life he prayed tahajjud. And he prays and long, he prayed long prayers. One day he was praying too long to the extent that all his feet were swollen. And Aisha, she felt sympathy with her husband, with the Prophet. She said, Prophet, Allah has forgiven you all your sins, the past mistakes, I should say, not sins, your past and um um in the future, mistakes. Why are you doing the, all these things? Listen to the answer. This is the answer. This, listen to how the Prophet ﷺ respond. responded to Aisha. He said, Afala akunu abdan shakura. I shouldn't be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He made me. That's, I'm, I'm adding that he didn't say that, but I'm explaining. He made me last messenger of Allah. I'm the last messenger of Allah. So here Prophet Sallallahu was expressing his thankfulness to Allah by action. So when we're talking about to be thankful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is action to serve humanity for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to do lot of ibadat, extra ibadat, nawafil. And nawafil are very, very important. Fard, yes. The best things that Allah loves from us is fard. Muftarullahu alaykum. The best thing that Allah wants from us, well, the best things that Allah loves, our beloved to Allah, is to do the fard. And then uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, Allah said, وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلْ حَتَّى Extra volunteer duties. That's what brings bring you closer to Allah. And that is, why, that is where the people are distinguished, separated. And this is where the challenge. This is where our, uh, uh, that's where we're supposed to compete voluntarily works so allah has blessed us we have to show to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we appreciated we have appreciated the mercy that he bestowed upon us in this month of ramadan but we cannot do that without seeking help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, wants us to depend on him. To depend on him. And giving shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my brothers and sisters in Islam, is not that easy. Hence, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa taught us through Mu'adh ibn Jabal. 
when Mu'adh, when he taught Mu'adh a dua, that he should see them every single day until he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mu'adh was telling us that the Prophet put his hands on his shoulders and he said, Ya Mu'adh, wallahi inni lawhibuk. He said, wallahi, I love you. Prophet didn't have to say, wallahi inni lawhibuk. Look, emphasize, emphasis. Wallahi, inni, inni, that is particle of emphasis. Another particle lamb, another particle of emphasis. And he put his hands on his shoulder so that Mu'ad bin Jabal would never forget. He said, I will teach you some words that you continue saying them after each first prayer. What are these words? Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibaditik. Oh Allah, help me. When you say, A'inni, Allah help me, you are telling Allah, um, you am uh, what is called, and uh, I have no power. I have no power of doing anything. I can't do anything without your help. A'inni, help me to do what? What kind of help? Allah, the Greek, so that I, rem I remember you. This is the first steps. This is the first of ala dhikrika, to remember you. Remembrance, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of three folds. Number one, is that what we do after the prayer? The prayer. When we pray subhanallah, 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 alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It's a dhikr. Number two is all the time you have Allah in your mind means before you do anything or you say something, you have to think, my brothers and sisters, whether or not that uh, will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did Allah command to do this thing or to say this thing? It is haram. It is haram. That's kind of a thinking also. And the third, uh, this is better than the first one. The third one is dhikr by tongue and the mind. My tongue and mind, or if you want, you can say heart. That is the dhikr of Yusuf You remember Yusuf according to one of the meaning. When the lady, she wanted him to, uh, to do what she wants, say, Ma'adullah, I seek refuge in Allah, innahu rabbi. Innahu Rabbi. I seek refuge in Allah. I'm not going to do this. See, this is dhikr. We have to ask if you all the time have this kind of dhikr with you. And that will help you to achieve taqwa, the purpose of uh, Ramadan. And then this dhikr will lead you to shukr will lead you to shukur, which is what uh, our topic. Because maintaining our practical steps to, uh, to maintain what we learn in Ramadan is a shukur. To me, it's a shukur. And shukur.
to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, there is no, nothing wrong to say, oh Allah, I thank you. But it's more than that. It's action. It's not that easy. You have to seek uh, help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters in Islam, Prophet Sulaiman and other prophets, they ask Allah to help them to be thankful to him. You remember Sulaiman as you know, Allah has given him something that nobody among the messengers of Allah, including our Prophet had. This is the man that understand the language of animals, insects, control winds, control jinn. When he's going for jihad, he takes with him jinn, human beings, birds, different types of animal. Quran is telling us the point that I would I would, I would like to make is Sulaiman asked Allah to help him, to be thankful to him. Suleiman with his army going and then until they come to the valley of ants and the head of the ants, very, very intelligent ants, she's teaching the world leaders how to protect, how to be the leader because the leader is the one who protects his people from danger. He knows where the danger comes and he knows how to protect them. That's what this, uh, this aunt she did. Say, get into your inhabitations so that Suleiman and his army will not crush you. And then she's she, and uh, trying to and uh, get an excuse for Suleiman in case they crush them and they realize not because we are small uh, creatures. Suleiman, when he hear that, he smile. Allahu Akbar. He smile. You see, a prophet, he remember. He realize this from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Say, Rabb, Allah help me. And ashkura ni'amataka allati al-amta To be thankful to you for the bounties that you place on me, on my parents. Not only that, and to help me to do righteous deed that will please you. This is very deep. And amala salihan tardahu. You Allah will be pleased with the amala salih. So when we are doing good amala salih, whatever we do, we have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with what we're doing. Shukr. Then this shukr takes you to Hussein al-Ibadah. Hussein al-Ibadah. And that's the highest, and that is the ultimate objectives of our Ibadah. Allah said, هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا He didn't say, أَكْثَرُ عَمَلًا He didn't say, who does a much of work. He said, who perfect his ibadah. 
for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Allah wants from us, perfection, to do it perfectly according to your capability. And our beloved Prophet وسلم, taught us what will help us to perfect our deeds. In the famous hadith that you know, the hadith of Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam, when Jibreel came alayhi salatu wasalam, asked Prophet sallallahu wasalam, what is Islam, what is Iman? And then we asked him, what is Ihsan? And he said, Al-Ihsanu an ta'abudullaha ka'annaka tarah, fa'in lam takun tarah, fa'inna wayarak. Ihsan is to worship Allah, and to do whatever Allah commands you to do, or to abstain from whatever Allah SWT commands you to abstain from, as if you see Allah with your naked eyes. If you do not see him, you have to be sure that he sees you. You have to be sure that he sees you. If you are working for somebody, and your boss standing, looking at you, I'm not insulting anybody's intelligence here. If your boss standing watching at you, I think you will do your best to perfect whatever you do. So, this shukr leads to the Hussain al-Ibadah to perfect your deed, then you'll be among the Muslims. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah Allah said it four or five times in the Quran that he loves al-Muslims. Having said this, my brothers and sisters in Islam, we learn a lot of things in Ramadan. It doesn't make sense that after Ramadan, we throw away all what we learn. There is a sign or clue that will make you, my brothers and sisters in Islam, to judge your fasting whether your fasting is accepted or not. As we can do that, how? When Ramadan is over, you compare your life, your ibadat, before Ramadan and after Ramadan. You go for Taraweeh every day. Even some of us took Taraweeh more serious than the Fard itself, which is wrong. Are you going, are you keep, will you keep going to the masjid or not? You read a lot of Quran. Are you continuing to do that? Are you going to continue to do that? You give some charity and so, and so, and so on. My brothers and sisters in Islam, a wise among us and those who Allah give tawfiq, those are the brothers and sisters that will, will keep some of the things that they learn in Ramadan, if not all, to continue doing it. That shows that they appreciated the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. That shows that he understood the purpose of Ramadan. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the best of deeds is that that is done continuously, consistently, 
even if it is small. If it is small. Small things, you keep doing it until you die. It's better than to do something, too many things, or too much, one time, then you stop. Aisha radiallahu she told us, the family of Rasulullah if they're doing something, they continue doing it, continue doing it. Prophet loves that. Prophet when he's doing things, he continues doing it until he dies. That is the, that's what Prophet wants. That's what Allah wants. You see, there are seven people and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in the Quran that he loves them. He loves them. There are others that Allah loves, but I'm talking about specifically stated that he loves. Al-Muttaqeen, Al-Muhsinun, Al-Tawwabun, Al-Mutatahirun, Al-Mutawakkilun, Al-Muqsitun, and then Al-Sabirun. If you look at the word that Allah used here, Muttaqi, Mutawakkil, Sabir, Mutatahir, Tawab, all is in form of active participle. Ismul Fa'il means they continue doing it. There is continuation in whatever they're doing. And this is very, very important. Brothers and sisters in Islam, you have to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you and you have to show to Allah that you love him. It doesn't make sense. After Ramadan, we throw out any things that we do. Some of us began fasting now maybe 30 years back, 40 years, 50 years, 10 years, even five years. If ever year you adopt one thing you learn from Ramadan. You say, okay, in Ramadan, I read a lot of Quran. Every single day, I will read three lines from the Quran or half page until I die. Some of us will say, okay, we pray a lot, Ishreen or Raka or eight Rakats. I will do extra prayers at night every day. In the last 10 days of Ramadan, now we are making tahajjud. We come back around three o'clock and pray. And you know, someone will say, inshallah, once a week or once a month, I will do tahajjud. Don't commit yourself to every day. Start with week or month, and then if you start with the month, you come to two weeks, bi-weekly, then you come to a week, and so on. Some of us, sadaqah, they give a lot of charity. Say, I will continue giving charity. Pick something that you will do every single day until next Ramadan. If you take two or three, that is better. Show Allah good in your in yourself. And then 
you say I have a problem with backbiting. I have a problem with not fulfilling my promise. I have a problem with my and the friends. I have a problem with praying late. I have a problem, you take one. Say so this one, I'm going to, inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to get rid of, of it. You adopt some, uh, one is good one, and the one bad habit. You work on this. But don't forget, don't forget to seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This every Muslim should say it. It's highly recommended to say after each first prayer. So, my brother, <coughs> sister in Islam, take something you promise yourself, promise between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you will do it. And something that that's a bad habit, you will try to get rid of it. There is something that we call al-khabi'ah. Al-khabi'ah is very, very important. Prophet ﷺ said, whoever can have khabi'ah, he should do it. Khabi'ah is something that you do. It's a private action. You do and nobody knows will know. Your wife, your husband, your brother, sister, your father, your friends, your neighbors, nobody will know. You do it for the sake of Allah. It might be two rakats. At night, you wake up for the sake of Allah SWT, you do. <clears throat> your husband, your wife, your parents don't know you pray two rakats and ask Allah for forgiveness. It's called khabiyah. Or you take some money, you go and put it in the masjid. Nobody sees you. Nobody sees you, you put it. Many things you can do. Call khabi'ah. And this khabi'ah, you can use it as tawassul. You may ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to relieve you from some calamity, some problem by this khabi'ah. But condition, nobody knows. Nobody knows. I think one of the, uh, either Zain al-Abidin or one of the Ali's and the grandson, he used to do khabi'ah, and nobody knows until he died. What he does, he identified some needy people in Medina. After midnight, he will take food and drop it off at their doors. Identify them. When they wake up in the morning, they see food, but they don't know who brought the food. He continued doing that, and nobody knows who is doing, who is giving the food until he died. When he died, now the people who used to get the food, they, they don't get food anymore. They say, oh, now we know who brings the food to us. So this is very, very important. My brothers and sisters in Islam, please, my brothers and sisters in Islam, I ask you by Allah to choose at least one thing, good things, that you will do, adhere to until next year and continue doing it until you meet your Allah. And 
pick up one of your bad habits and trying to get rid of it. And this is something that Allah SWT said in the Quran, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا And those who make jihad in our, in our um, cause, Allah say, Wallahi will guide them. Allah will guide you. Wallahi al-Azim. It's a matter of sincerity and believing in the promise that Allah SWT made to us. So, I would like to leave you with this, asking Allah SWT to accept our fast and to and relieve the humanity from this COVID-19. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala also to uh, help those Muslims who are being persecuted in China, in Sri Lanka, in many places in the in the world, and the, the religious prisoners, those who are put in prison un unjustly, whether they are Muslims or non-Muslims. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make way out for them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove this COVID from the world and so that people go back to their normal and quality. Um, I really, really thank Manitoba Islamic Association for giving me this opportunity to share some thoughts with you. I would like to and a single out Aya Al Adawi, who is the host for hosting me and saying good things about me, things that maybe I don't deserve it. But <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Dr. Ali Suleiman Ali. Ameen wa jma'in to all your dua. I will now open it up to the comments. Uh, any questions, comments from our audience for the doctor? We will uh, start off with one. Um, when it comes to taqwa, uh, doctor, how do we teach this concept of taqwa to our younger minds, our, our children, for example? Uh, do you have a practical tip for our mothers and fathers out there, younger children, to teach them from a younger age of taqwa and piety, awareness of Allah? <laughs> okay. First of all, and um, we have to talk to the people according to their understanding. Is that right? According to their age and all these things. Um, there is someone called Sahel ibn Abdullah. When he was about in, uh, four years, five years, he see his his uncle praying at, at night. Then he wake up. When he wake up and he see his um, father praying, and he asked him, what are you doing? And he said, I'm praying. He said, my son, let me teach you something. One word. Don't forget, okay? Say Allah Yarani. Say repeat it. I said to him, repeat it. Allah Yarani. There's Allah Yarani. Allah Yarani. So I will ask you this after one year or two years. They put it in the this and the hand. So after when he became seven years, his father asked him, You remember the word I told you? Last um so and so he said yes. 
And so what's the word? Say Allah Yarani. What does that mean? Allah sees me. So okay, Allah sees you. Allah loves you. Don't let Allah to see you doing what he doesn't like. Because he loves you and he will give you Jannah and this and that and that. And also there is a practical and a way, but this is also may apply to both young and teenagers also. That is, and Imam Shafi'i was telling us, you know the story, when Imam Shafi'i, the teacher, Waqia, is very proud of Imam Shafi'i and his colleagues get envy. They are talking. All the time, is Shafi'i, Shafi'i, Shafi'i. He didn't tell them anything. Then one day he told them, I want you to bring, to come, to bring with you a bird, all of you. Everybody brought a bird. He said, I want you to go and slaughter this bird where nobody sees you. Nobody sees you. All of them, they went. Some of them went to the cave. Some of them went to Bush. They went to the, the slaughter. They came with the slaughter and the bird, except Mama Shafi. He was young. He was studying. And he said, okay, everybody brought slaughter and the bird. What about you? Why? He said, because I didn't see any place that will be that Allah doesn't see me. So you see, the teachers, you see why I like this boy? I like this boy. So our young, we tell them, really Allah SWT loves them. They should love Allah SWT. If you love your father and your mother, they tell you don't do this and you don't do it. Is that right? So the same thing, our Lord is telling Allah, tell you don't do it, don't do it. Allah is above everybody. And uh, there are other ways that also the people can use it. It depends on um, individual reading. MashaAllah. Jazakallah khairan, doctor. Beautiful answer. So check the comments to see if there's other questions. Okay. You did mention, um, you know, being thankful uh, and showing sh uh, shukr through action. And one of that is through dhikr as well and being mm -hmm. consistent in your dhikr. Um, I also noted that you mentioned that getting involved in the community, um, which is really a, a large um, aspect of showing shukr, especially through anyone, any age, but our youth in particular as well. Um, could you also give an example uh, for our youth and uh, our teenagers out there, especially now during pandemic, who are mostly at home, uh, how they can continue to show shukr and give back to the community? That is very, very an uh, important question you are raising about uh, working in the in the community. Basically, a Muslim it should be always it should work every day, single day. Working in a community is very, 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 very important. Really, and Prophet Sallam told us uh, he wants to show us the importance of working in the community. He said, every Muslim should give sadaqah. And they said, oh, well, because when we talk about the sadaqah, what comes to your mind is money. <laughs> they said, if we don't have money, what can we do? Say, so go and work and make some money and give. But if we didn't get work, uh, we didn't get a job. He said, go to the market. Go to the market. If you see anybody coming with his load, help him to unload it. What about if I didn't find it? Professor Hassan has a big heart. 
Say, go to the house and knock and ask, do you need any help? Do you need any help? This is very, very important in our community. Wherever you are a member in the community, you have to be active member. Being spectator doesn't work in Islam. You have to work with serving Allah through serving humanity. With serving Allah through serving humanity. That is why that that is a, an, a, um, uh, um, our principle. We have to do community and work in the community. Okay, for the young man, even when you are in the college, you have to get involved in MSA to organize lectures, to bring in lectures, to give talk, to do many things to help to help Muslims and non-Muslims. All the messengers, the followers of the messengers, they do that. Especially the Christians, they do and they do a lot of this co uh, community work. That is our job, community work. Excellent, Jazakallah Khairan. Beautiful reminder. Thank you, Dr. Ali. We have a question here from Ryan. He says, "What advice do you have to help us memorize and become closer to the Quran?" First of all, you have to have a good friends. The man by himself is weak, with his brothers is strong. Is that right? You have to have a group of people, two, three, and you make, uh, I said, okay, a place, let us make this as a, a project. Every day we, say, we memorize one ayah or two ayah. One ayah or two ayah every day. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, we memorize today. Then we're trying to understand what's the meaning. And then tomorrow we meet Ar Rahman Ar Rahim. We memorize it and we will repeat it among ourselves. So when you have a group of young men, two of you or three, you dedicate your time to the in the Quran, you will, you will, you will, uh, uh, you will do it. You just need a good com company, good companions. It's very, very, very important. Okay, now we have the concept of halakat. Is that right? In halakat, we read in the Quran, we read some books and all these things. You can do it between you and two people or three people. You can do it every single day. You look at the time that would fit and anybody, anyone. See, some of the, we learn a lot of, we read a lot of Quran in the house. Yesterday I was talking to um, members of my community and I said, please let every single mo morning before your children go to school, before they go to school, let them say it and read one ayah or two ayahs. Teach them, teach them one word when they're going out. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillah, before they go out. And the Quran in the morning or in the evening, in the morning maybe they have to rush and all this and do it in the morning. Let them read every day. Wallahi, you teach them this, to grow up with this. When they become teenager and all this, and they will do it a lot. They will do it. But you have to start at the very beginning. And it's very important to teach our children when they're going out to make simple dua, to remind them with Allah SWT.
MashaAllah. Jazakallah khairan, Dr. Ali, Suleiman Ali. I very appreciate all these answers. Um, and I believe we're coming to an end. I do want to thank you, Doctor, so much. Jazakallah khairan to our speaker and our audience today. And just a quick reminder to everyone that there are daily live programs in Ramadan, including our daily reminders, daily Quran recitation, live streaming tarawih on Facebook and YouTube. And all this information is on the MIA website. Thank you so much for joining us. Jazakallah khairan, Dr. Ali. Barakallahu feekum. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I thank, yeah. and uh, once again, Manitoba uh, Mani Islamic Association, one day I will have opportunity to visit Canada, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan. Thank you.